We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The second half of the Charger season is in full swing with plenty of high-profile matchups against teams in the division like the Raiders and the Broncos and the Chiefs, plus a lot of teams that are going to be coming to L.A., with a vengeance like the Patriots and the Steelers. Even if you're an away fan, you still want to see Justin Herbert and Mike Williams and all the guys come to your city. Maybe if you live in Philadelphia or if you live in Ohio, or even if you're deep in enemy territory, perhaps at mile high. The Chargers will be coming to all of those places and more in the second half of the season, and this could end up being a historic Super Bowl run for this team. So, you don't want to miss a single second of it if you get a chance to go to one of these games. That's where TickPick comes in. They want to send you to all of these games. And the best part about TickPick is that they're very simple to use and they don't want to give you those high-end fees that other ticketing sites will give you. Plus, some fees that come out of nowhere, frankly. So, on top of that, they also want to give you $10 off your first ticketing purchase how are you going to do that? Well, you're going to go to TickPick.com slash Charged. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com slash Charged to get $10 off of your first ticketing purchase. As fun as highlights are to watch on Twitter, there's nothing that beats the real experience. You want to say that you were there in person when Justin Herbert threw that ball to Mike Williams that ended the game on a game-winning touchdown, or Derwin James getting a game-ending pick six. You want to be there for all of it because this team, this season, is special. So again, go to TickPick.com slash Charged, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com slash Charged for $10 off of your first ticketing purchase, Bolt Up. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of uh, Chargers Analytics with Arjun. Um, finally back to having a game, a Chargers game this Sunday, so that's going to be fun. Um, in this video, we're really going to be covering the the Chargers versus the Patriots, what really went down last year, what Belichick did versus the Chargers versus Herbert last year, and what he potentially could do this year and what he's been doing uh, defensive-wise um, and obviously we'll look at some of the offensive stuff for the Patriots, but yeah, it's going to be a good episode. A lot of stats here and a lot of coverage stuff that we'll be looking at. So I guess the number one thing we need to start off with is last year, the Patriots absolutely demolished our offensive line. 
And they really did it by just confusing the hell out of our starters that week. And I'm pretty sure that was the week Sam Tevy was out with with, um, personal matter. I think he had his baby. So it was like, I think it was Pipkins at left tackle, Lamp, Feeney, uh, Trey Turner, and then uh, uh, Storm Norton. So the Patriots ran 34 stunts. Okay, they stunted 34 times. Now, if you want to pause the video and kind of guess the number of sacks, QB hits, and pressures they got, I'm going to let you do that. Okay, so out of those 34 stunts, the Patriots recorded 19 pressures, three sacks, and six QB hits. They had a pass rush win rate of 88.2% of their 34 stunt plays, and they generated pressure on 38.2% of their pass rush, pass rush snaps with a stunt. That's unacceptable. I mean, it really is just unacceptable. Like you can't expect to win games when you can't even pick up a, like a stunt. And I know Belichick is one of the best at disguising it, but you, you just can't win that way. And one thing I actually found over the summer is that teams that have a low PFF pass blocking grade are more prone to actually facing more stunts. So as you can see, the Chargers last year with that horrendous offensive line faced the most stunts in the league by over like 25 stunts, right? So yeah, I think their their pass blocking grade is a, is a bit better this year. It's, not, it's still not the best, you know, and obviously we have some injuries on that right side. Um, so we probably are going to get stunted a little bit with by guys like Matthew Judon, who I think is having an amazing year in that Patriots defense. He proved me wrong. I thought he was more of like a one-trick pony and not not too much of a one-trick pony. That's kind of – that's not what I meant to say. He – I thought he was held up more by that uh, Raven scheme than he was as like an actual player. But, I mean, he's he's an elite – or not elite. He, he's a very good uh, player at his edge position. He does everything Belichick needs him to do. And they also have my guy Josh Uche uh, from Michigan, you know, go blue. And he's a pretty good pass rusher also, a lot of juice on him. So because the Chargers have somewhat of a low pass blocking grade, according to PFF, and, you know, their pressure, pressure percentage is pretty decent um, for where it's at right now. But because they have a low pass blocking grade, they're, all, they're more likely to face a lot of stunts. Um, and so whatever Frank Smith had over that two-week two bye, he needs to make sure that offensive line is ready. Otherwise, Herbert's going to be under duress for a good portion of the game, which we obviously don't want to see. So that's what the Patriots did last year, 34 stunts. You know, I expect that to be a little bit lower this year, but I think he will try to still confuse um, this offensive line and, you know, Joe Lombardi and all that. So now let's take a look at what the, the Patriots did last year. So um if you guys want to access this data, honestly, it's it's free uh, for anyone to use. Just go follow Ryan Wiseman12 on Twitter. He's he's a fellow intern with me at PFF, and he put together this amazing uh, website. So you can see what the Patriots did last year against the Chargers. So in 2020, week 13, that's when we played the Patriots at home. This is the Patriots coverage uh, breakdown. So if you if you don't really understand it, I'll like break it down for you. Pretty much they ran a lot of cover one, two, and three. So they ran cover three about 24 times. They ran cover one 19 times, and they ran cover three about 22 times. So, you know, 
they they pretty much just mixed up their type of coverages and that's that's kind of what i think confused the chargers a little bit the the patriots traditionally are a man heavy team a lot of cover one and a lot of cover zero and two man but they played a, a decent amount of zone with cover three and cover two actually they played a majority of their snaps in zone but i think their team is obviously vastly different now they actually have a good pass rush with a uh, judon and Uche. Uh, they have a really really solid linebacking group with uh, Calvin Noy, Jamie Collins, and um, Dante Hightower, who they got back from the COVID opt-out list. And But the problem is their secondary isn't that good anymore. Obviously, they still have J.C. Jackson, who's uh, quickly turning into one of the better uh, shutdown corners in the league. Un- unfortunately, he fell into Belichick's lap as an undrafted free agent or a, a late-round pick, I believe. Um, but here's the thing. So the Patriots lost Jason McCourty to free agency. They traded away Stephon Gilmore. And now Jonathan Jones, uh, I believe, is out for the season by the time I'm recording this video. So you have some liabilities in the secondary that the Chargers can take advantage of if the Patriots decide to play a lot of man. Like Jalen Mills, he isn't that very – like he's a converted safety to a corner. Like he isn't that great of a corner. So whoever he's guarding should be the target guy. Like the reason I'm bringing this up is because I don't want to watch the game on Sunday – see a third or fourth down and see Justin Herbert target a rookie receiver or Jalen Guyton against JC Jackson, who is a shutdown corner in this league on third and fourth downs, whoever Jalen Mills or whoever their slot cornerback is going to be guarding, unless that receiver is being bracketed. I don't really like, I don't want to target JC Jackson at all because we saw what happened when we targeted Marlon Humphrey last week or two weeks ago, it wasn't pretty. Right. So we need to really start attacking some of the weak links. Um, obviously, you know, the Chargers had a two week uh, period to plan for this game. They got to see the Patriots against the Jets, see what the Jets did. So, yeah, as you can see, a lot of cover two, a lot of cover three and a good amount of cover one, which is what the play- Patriots played against the Chargers last year. So now with this information or with the website, we can actually look at what the Patriots are doing this year. So. As you can see, the Patriots play a lot of cover one and they play a lot of cover three. So this is pretty much what they do there. And every other coverage they play, they play below the league average. Um, and so they, I think they they are the number one team or in the top 10, at least in cover one snaps. I don't know if this changes because Jonathan Jones is out. So their slot corner is gone. But the Chargers... They, they are going to need to take advantage of the fact that the, the Patriots have some missing pieces. Now, the Patriots also play a lot of single high safety looks pre-snap. They aren't like Brandon Staley like, or Vic Fangio where they have the, the pre or the two high safety look pre-snap. They play a lot of one high uh, safety look pre-snap. And that's mainly just because like that's what Belichick does. That's his defense. And he plays a lot of cover one. So you, he wants the deep safety and he wants the robber. So... Um, I would expect this to kind of be the, the, the breakdown of what the Patriots are going to run a lot of cover one and a lot of cover three versus the Chargers. Um, so whatever Joe Lombardi has dialed up, it needs to be to be able to beat this defense. And if we want to look at like some of their defensive personnel usage, Patriots run a lot of three, three, five. And that's and this is exactly why I brought up that linebacking room that the Patriots have one of the best linebacking rooms in the, in the league. Right? Like they want to get. Uh, Hightower Collins and um, Hightower Collins and Van Noy on the field as much as possible, either together or separate. 
Now, the problem with this, uh, with the charting is that this is PFS charting. So like, I'm not exactly sure how they define a three, three, five or like what the formation looks like. Cause this could mean three down linemen, two outside linebackers, and then a middle linebacker. So this could be like Lawrence Guy, Adam Butler, and like Devon Godshaw, and then Judon Uche on the edge, and then Van Noy or Hightower as a middle linebacker. So this could, you know, this is a very, um, this is a personnel usage like I can't really define and like show you because I'd have to watch the tape and chart it myself, which I just don't have the time to do as a college student. But that is expect a lot of three three five from the Patriots this season or tomorrow this Sunday against the Chargers. Now let's just look at some of their offensive and defensive statistics. Uh, Patriots in terms of EPA per play allowed ranked twelfth, so they are an above average defense. Right now, the Chargers rank 19th, if anyone was wondering. Um, obviously, a pretty good pass defense, but not a great run defense. Um, in terms of pass defense, the Patriots are slightly below average. They rank 17th in EPA per dropback allowed, and they are ranked 11th in rush EPA allowed. So um, the Patriots, similar to the Chargers, kind of exploitable, I would say, on the ground. Obviously, not as much. And you know the Patriots, as we're going to look at right now, um they have a they don't have a great offense but they have a good enough offense to put up points right like this is not an offense that should scare anyone um just because you know it's mac jones and like it's mac jones uh, but he he has been the best rookie quarterback to say you know in terms of epa in terms of pff passing grade in some of the more advanced metrics he shows up pretty highly or he shows up better compared to the other rookie quarterbacks now, the run game is, you know, one of the better ones in the league. If we look at it, like they rank 15th. So actually, it's about league average. But I would say that's mainly driven down because of some bad games. And uh, they actually have had a lot of untimely fumbles. Like they, the fumble against the Dolphins in week one by Damian Harris, I believe. That was a very, very bad fumble that obviously lost a lot of EPA, which stands for expected points added. So, um that definitely brings down brings down uh, the season average, but over the course of this season, I mean the the Patriots are still one of the best um, rushing offenses in the league, and you know their offensive line has been pretty solid for the, you know the season despite losing uh, Trent Brown and some other key pieces. And you know you'd you'd actually be surprised to know that the Chargers have the seventh best rushing offense in the league. Um, I do think it's driven up by some you know big runs by Eckler inside the red zone um and you know surprisingly the chargers rank 15th in dropback epa but that's mainly because small sample size number one and also playing the ravens who had a really good game against the chargers all right so that's going to bring us to the end of today's episode a little bit shorter i think i haven't i don't see the time uh, of recording but remember i just to quickly recap the Chargers are going to play a lot of cover one a lot of cover three a lot of pre-snap one high safety looks so expect that from the patriots um, losing Jonathan Jones should mean the Chargers have liabilities to target on that secondary. You know, Keenan and Mike have had two weeks to rest up, get right. And I'm not going to go too much into Joe Lombardi because that is a big point of discussion. It is very early in the season. So, you know, I think me giving him a lot of, um, giving him not, not hate, but like giving him some, you know, I wasn't like too uh, happy with his or too impressed with his play calling. I think that was a little bit unwarranted and, you know, he's still getting a feel for Dustin Herbert and vice versa. 
So, but I am hoping he improves because this Chargers team could, you know, potentially contend for a Super Bowl if everything goes right. And I mean, with how the Chiefs are playing, the AFC West is wide open and the Chargers need to go take it because it is theirs for the taking at this point. So that's going to wrap it up. Thank you for watching to the end of the video. And with that, as always, 